0: We are the girls from Boxcar A, and we're here to talk and teach about The Walking Dead with you. I'm Pamela. And I'm Taya. And welcome to episode 26 of The Girls in Boxcar A, where tonight... We are reviewing episode 117 Broken Promises and the season two premiere of World Beyond. I'm excited to give our little
1: podcast props for nailing what we have been saying all along. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay for us! Yay! Pat on back. <laughs> High five. Hi, virtual five. Yay! <laughs> Negan didn't do anything the team Rick didn't do first yep Negan killed Mm -hmm. Glenn and Abraham but Rick attacked the outpost and killed sleeping men who also may have had family friends pregnant wives etc so there Mm. I also need to add it shouldn't have been that way they should have stuck with a comic and solidified Negan as the baddie who came to change on his own and not through Carol but we'll get into that a little more when we discuss the episode so let's do this
0: all right. So um, we are going to begin with, with Werewolf uh, Testicles and Ryan Murphy. Really? No. No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so we're gonna talk a bit about um a bit of a prediction that uh Taya has, a theory, if you will, about um what is going to happen with uh, the Commonwealth and the CRM. So, um, Tay, you've been saying this actually for for about a year now. So you want to dive right into it?
1: Yeah. And this is something that Ben and I have talked about frequently. Hi, Ben. (laughs) It was sort of, well, I had been thinking of it, but he, I think he brought it up with me first that. Seeing like how CRM is always in black, and the Commonwealth is in white, except for the the higher up stormtroopers who are wearing orange for reasons. <laughs> so, how that that's you know black and white are typically seen as good and evil, good guys, bad guys, things like that, and we already know that CRM are assholes and well the commonwealth also assholes but in a not wiping out an entire community sort of way like (laughs) elizabeth is doing they seem to be they seem to be snobby assholes rather than you know kill everybody assholes more like i would liken them more to the reapers in the way that um they just seem to be killing with no rhyme or reason that only makes sense to themselves. Um, Elizabeth's a shady fuck and the way that she wiped out the little little Hope and Iris' town. And it, it, it's still unclear to me why that she felt that she had to do that. And there, yeah, there I, were a lot of people there. That's a lot of people. And as Negan says, people are resources. Resources, yeah. Are resources and she really didn't have any if it was just to get hope she could have just said to both those girls hey you want to go see your father I don't I <laughs> I failed to see why that she had to go through all of that and and kill everyone I think that was beyond ridiculous and even the stuff that she's doing well w- when we get into the episode we'll get a little more than more than that <laughs> get into that a little more I'm horizontal again so I'm I <laughs> can't even talk right but We'll get into that a little more. That even the way she is with her daughter Huck, yeah, we know, know that that's all out in the open. It it's just she seems like she's an asshole for the sake of being an asshole, and I think that things could run better there if she if she wasn't a shady fuck. I don't know what's going on with that woman. (laughs)
0: Whereas
1: (laughs) the Commonwealth even though there there seems to be something and at this point i'm just using the comic kind of as my guide and i know what happens there it's not really that they're they're shady but they definitely have the low men on the totem pole thing and then the higher it's kind of like the world is today the haves and the have nots mm-hmm. Which, as Rick said in the comic, that's, you know, that people can't be that way anymore. Everybody has to pitch in and do their part. Yeah. But at least as far as, I guess, being in harmony and the way that they run things, I feel like I would rather be at the Commonwealth than at uh, CRM where
0: they could just. They could wipe out any minute
1: well not and that wouldn't be the worst part they could just decide to kill you and put you in their little experiment room
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> to you know find out what makes walkers tick or whatever the hell they're doing so they they would be harder harder for me to trust but what Ben and what Ben and I were talking about is the way that the way that they're setting this up and with the CRM having Rick um The CRM also already have been introduced on fear. So we think something is going to happen there. And in some way, they're going to get twisted up with The Walking Dead. And it's going to be kind of the good Commonwealth versus the bad CRM. And that will be like the, the final war, which was not in the comic. CRM wasn't in the comic just a commonwealth wasn't and and that would be kind of like the the final war and then at the end of course commonwealth will be victorious and that's where everyone will go except carol and daryl when they leave on their little adventure but that's that's where that's the direction that i think that it's going in especially since they were specifically introduced on fear only and I mean, they were on The Walking Dead as far as picking up Rick and seeing the helicopter, but Mm -hmm. none of their people have had
0: any interaction
1: with The Walking Dead people at all.
0: So do you think this is something that's gonna happen in the second half of the season before the show ends?
1: I would think it's gonna happen in the, well, there is no second, it's divided up into ABC. The Walking Dead's final season because it's 22 episodes. So that's what they're doing. And that's why I keep referring to, you know, um, this is season 11A because they very clearly said there was gonna be, you know, season 11B and then season 11C. I think it's gonna happen in C. Interesting. Because of the, because of the way that um, World Beyond is set up, this being their last season. Mm-hmm. it's just a two season show mm-hmm. so something's going to happen there and i think with what's going <laughs> the crazy shit that's going down on fear <laughs> with their <laughs> their missiles and their beach
0: submarine <laughs> for reasons and that, that nuclear <laughs> destruction <laughs>
1: yeah. honestly i'm i'm there just for strand has got to be taken out please <laughs> please <laughs> please i hate him so much so i'm really hoping that morgan and daniel and dwight just get together and torture him i don't care what they do to him but he's got i've I've always hated him and he can't be redeemed no matter what and every time that he starts fooling people because some of the fans are like oh yeah but stranded this no no he (laughs) he did something but it's ultimately gonna be Revealed to be self serving. And I'm always right because he's a dickhole. I hate him so much. I really do. And even when, like with Thomas, he ended up stabbing him in the head and not letting him be a walker, when, um, you know, crazy Mexican lady Celia had the plan that that's how she was going to keep him with her, just like with her son. But then, and you think Strand did something selfless by freeing him, you know, and stabbing him in the head. No, Strand did that so he didn't have to eat a poison com- community, community communion, <laughs> <laughs> communion wafer too, and die. <laughs> so he did it to he did it to save himself. It's it, that, okay. you know, oh. A fucking bastard i just hate him anyway <laughs> I, was,
0: I was gonna say tell us what you really think about Strand. <laughs>
1: he's, he's absolute i love coleman yeah but strand is the absolute fucking worst and you know so i i really i really really hope that al does end up with isabel from crm and i think that because she's looking for her so that's going to come into play more there with crm and fear mm-hmm. So they've already kind of had their crossover i think that's still yeah. gonna that's
0: still gonna go one.
1: And, and then, then a
0: then a final battle between Commonwealth and the CRM. Yeah. And the CRM people,
1: they're they're nuts. No wonder <laughs> <laughs> no wonder who his dad are like, is like, you know, I don't I don't know if I wanna if I wanna do this. And he should just well, we'll get to the spoilers later and I can tell you a little bit about um what's going on there and what they're up to.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah, the the spoilers are uh <laughs> let's just say people are not gonna be happy. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not happy either. And
1: and when we when we say the spoilers, people are gonna wish that we talked about werewolf testicles and Ryan Murphy. <laughs> they're gonna be like what? What if you didn't to
0: listen to the last episode <laughs> and you want to know what the hell Tay is talking about, please just listen to it. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome.
1: I listened it was, to it this morning yeah. and, <laughs> I agree, and I agree with everything I said. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this episode now, well, a double episode's oh. analysis because we're going to do World Beyond and then we'll get back to uh, Walking Dead.
0: Right, so let's let's start out with world beyond because um, the review is going to be pretty short.
1: Oh, I concur.
0: Seriously, we waited two years for this. With the exception of Felix and Will having a nice, tender reunion, I had. Absolutely no interest in this episode. We didn't see Lenny or Corduroy Boy. Iris and Felix just sat tight at the perimeter, and Elizabeth spends all that time to get hope just to release her into the city of Albany to ensure she won't be a troublemaker. Another test of some sort? I don't understand it. And Elizabeth's tall tale. About two hordes attacking and killing everyone on campus co- um, colony is laughable. Iris kills a human, and Hope is reunited with Leo. End of story. That's it. That's the whole episode. There isn't even it's not even worth going into it more. It it was just it. You know, when we first reviewed the premiere of the whole series, we called it a snooze fest. This one put me into a coma.
1: Well, to be fair, the first season, it did pick up. And I thought it that the last yes.
0: episode, I was
1: happy with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, well, yay, you know, next season should, it'll pick up there and it'll be good. But yeah, this this premiere Uh, yeah it they could have called it walking dead melatonin (laughs) instead of world beyond because nothing really i don't it was a it seemed like a filler episode and it was a season premiere i don't know why they would do that yeah it was very meh and what was the point of elizabeth testing hope what was the point of street crack whore feral? Girl, that, <laughs> that hope had to had to fight um this did not move the story along at all we know we now know silas is being interrogated but where's jimmy Montrose and corduroy's suit <laughs> not no one even mentioned them no no i have to have to interject <laughs> that <laughs> i just love how we just call these kids whatever we want because <laughs> we don't know who they are we don't know their name <laughs> but you know,
0: it's just well, they've kind been, of they've been made inconsequential right now exactly you know i actually vet inve- was invested in their stories but now with you know at, it's season premiere we don't see them we don't hear about them there's no gee i wonder what's going on with them nothing Yeah, jimmy mantras and corduroy suit they still out on that hill
1: <laughs> laying there i guess that, that i think that's the last place they were
0: you know i don't even remember i think so yeah
1: yeah because little little yeah. elton corduroy suit he wasn't giving up i did right. i just came to love him by the end of last i season. i
0: did too i, I actually really ended up really enjoying the last few episodes of the season and that's why i am so disappointed in this one
1: he's a sweet little boy trying to save everybody i really appreciated that and i had almost forgotten that silas kind of surrendered to to save everyone right um but i don't know and as far as iris goes maybe she should stop murdering people (laughs) and (laughs) instead go look for her peeps go look for and jimmy montrose and silas her and silas were pretty close they were getting pretty close right yeah and uh, I, love, I love Julio Ormond, but this character, Elizabeth, that she's playing is a puzzle and not in a good way. The way that she treats Huck, who, again, is her daughter, her indifference to almost everyone, but then her drive to find out what makes Walker's tick is nonsensical. It's, you know, it just feels like she doesn't care, so why does she bother? Yeah. Is, it, is it just a show of, of power? It's weird. Uh, the only saving grace's episode was felix without a shirt and hopefully aligning with her <laughs> with her dad i have schoolers for episode two so hope hopefully episode one is not setting the tone
0: sure hope not uh, otherwise it's going to be a long second season
1: yeah i just don't <laughs> don't get the whole thing with with elizabeth and what what motivates her what she's trying to do I, I don't understand
0: what would make them want to wipe out an entire colony anyway. Yeah, like, clear,
1: clearly, life means nothing to her. So why why, why all the walker experiments at all? It's very, right. it's very odd. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hanging in to see what goes on with it, but it's just, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah well, you, like almost,
0: you almost, well, you do have to hold on, especially if we think there's going to be that, um, that face off between them and Commonwealth.
1: Yeah, which I think, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really convinced that's the way it's going to go down. So mm-hmm. they have they
0: have to come together at some point. They just have to. If this when you know when the original series ends, there there has to be some sort of crossover, closure, something. So I yeah. I think I think you're right on there. Yeah. Oh, and I don't want to add that.
1: Um, my consultant Ben <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did bring it up to me and
1: I concur it's a possibility uh, Andy Lincoln is in Canada filming a horror movie and mm-hmm. Ben is
0: convinced he's probably filming the Rick movie wouldn't that be something
1: eh, possible I'm on the fence about it but yeah. fans, fans will see him in Canada and we'll know sooner rather than later yeah so that would be that would be great but uh,
0: you know, I'm on the yeah i'm not that. holding my breath
1: they, they they don't have time to do three movies before the end of the series so i say just scrap them and bring him back Yeah, Andy wants to come back you know they should just do that jadis is already on world beyond so although
0: we did not see her this episode
1: no just yeah. a dude with hair like hers but
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Listen, they must go to the same um stylist. Right. and now he's dead because iris killed him so yeah <laughs> all right let's, let's so, get yeah, into so, OG. og yeah did. the 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 meat of uh this podcast the original series um uh 11 7 now often the episode before the finale or the mid-season finale yeah. is sometimes the best episode of the season and ultimate yes yeah i think back to better angels the season two pre-mid-season finale that was the episode where rick killed shane a very you know just an incredible episode pivotal moment
1: just give me a second to enjoy <laughs> Me thinking about Shane dying. dying.
0: <sighs> Man, new cigarette. All right, go ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and yeah, this sorrowful life. One of my favorite episodes, <sighs> the season yeah. three pre-finale when Merle was killed. There's usually something really important and poignant that happens in these what I'll call a pre-finale. However, this episode was not the case. <laughs> I was really looking forward to the episode, mostly because of the scenes with Negan and Eugene that I had seen. They had released quite a few previews online. Um, but once again, I don't think now, once again, I think the the don't fear the Reapers. Was dead weight, I, I find that they're just bringing down every episode. So let me start with what I enjoyed. Tay, I know you will vehemently disagree with me. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I really like the scene, the scenes with Negan and Maggie. At the very least, he has a great deal of respect for her. And, you know, we'll say it again. We called it. For years, we've been discussing how the attack on Negan's men at the outpost was a major mistake of Rick's group, giving Negan not only an excuse, but an obligation to take revenge and make a statement, which of course he did by killing Abraham and then Glenn. Mm -hmm. Well, in this episode, it came back to bite Maggie in the ass. Negan, in one of the most telling conversations he's had, brings it up. They're sitting around the campfire and he, tells Maggie that he was at the losing end of a massacre, referring, of course, to the outlawed slaughter. And um, they had to do something in order to protect his men and make them feel safe again. And he was right. Uh, Absolutely. And we've been saying that. And, you know, I saw that in a preview and I, I immediately texted you and said, oh my God, did you see this? We nailed it. Maggie tries to justify the slaughter. This is what drives me. This was the best moment. Maggie tries to justify the slaughter by saying that there were no children or families at the outpost, which as we know is a downright untruth. So Negan rips back. Then when, then where did Aaron get Gracie? You don't. Uh, you don't think I know about that? When mm-hmm. he said that, I freaking. ooh, that was like a gut punch. That moment yeah, and, to me.
1: Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and exactly, and it—it's not. That wasn't even the, the point of it for her to, it, it, for her to try to justify it in that way was ridiculous because, just because there were no women and children there it didn't mean there were no women and children to to be affected by having their, you know, father or husband or brother Mm
0: -hmm. taken away like that. Right, which Negan also says, he says that, you know, these were men that had friends, they had families, you know, so, I mean, there were children there, obviously, but Mm -hmm. even if there weren't, it doesn't justify the attack. And then she tries to make a point by saying, you know, well, no, but you, you killed people in front of their families. Well, yeah, so did Rick, <laughs> you know? it, it just, it, but it was a very powerful moment. I think the most powerful in this season, uh, the circle comes full. No one's a good guy or a bad guy. It's just people protecting their people. Another powerful moment was when Maggie asks Negan if he would have done anything differently. And his response was, yes, I would have killed all of you. (sighs) He should have. He should have, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Rick would have done it. Rick tried to do it. Rick did, yeah, he tried to do it. You know, Maggie would have done it. Maggie's trying to do it. (laughs) Negan killed just two. Granted, he did it very brutally, but still just two. And he did it to make a statement. And it it, it was such an awesome, honest moment that I felt, I, I, I cheered him. I absolutely, I, I cheered Negan. You know, now don't misunderstand me. As I've been saying, and as you've been saying throughout this entire excellent adventure, we are not thrilled with Negan and Maggie going on this bizarre suicide mission, which seems to me now to be less about getting the food and more about Maggie getting revenge. It's a ridiculous mission, but I am very much enjoying the dynamic of these two the respect Negan is showing Maggie, the honesty he gives, and how he's holding a mirror to Maggie's face. Once again, give me more of these two. I'm really enjoying it. Stop it. <laughs> You'll have your chance to disagree. I know,
1: I know, I'm waiting.
0: <laughs> Another great performance two of them actually, but particularly highlighted here, is our lovable Eugene. Boy, do I love any scenes he or Princess are in. I loved his gentlemanly bravery when Sebastian was just being an asshole. So what ends up happening is Eugene, Stephanie, Princess and Ezekiel are given a um, a basically hard labor, of clearing out walkers. Okay, this is their punishment for breaking into the um, the radio tower. And of course, to Eugene and Princess and Ezekiel in particular, this is child's play, except Ezekiel isn't feeling well. So he's kind of getting in the way and Princess tells him, you know, just give me some space. Just let me handle this. You go to a doctor and um, Anyway, so Eugene ends up, Eugene and Stephanie end up coming upon this new character, Sebastian, and his girlfriend, who are being a little lovey dovey um, out in nature when some walkers uh, come upon them. Eugene and Stephanie kill the walkers, saving the loving couple. And Sebastian is not thrilled because his date was broken up. So he is a bona fide asshole. Um, He starts insulting Eugene and Stephanie. Eugene becomes very chivalrous and eventually ends up punching Sebastian, which was just an awesome, awesome moment. By the way, if you don't know how important this character is, Sebastian happens to be the daughter of, I'm sorry, the son (laughs) of the governor (laughs) yeah well i mean he acts i guess he acts like a daughter he is the um son of pamela milton the governor Mm -hmm. but in the uh comic he is also the character who ultimately ends up shooting and killing rick so this yeah so he's he's important and he's supposed to be an asshole And by the way, yeah, Uh, and you know what a job the the actor does too. I mean, right off the bat, he is just someone that you just yeah, that's good. You you, yeah, you you want to punch him in the face. Um, and how many times is Ezekiel gonna end up going to the ER?
1: Well, he's got that fucking
0: goiter. I know, I know, but I hope he has good insurance because he's racking up one hell of a bill, right? You know, Um, they can work it
1: off somehow.
0: Right, but just. Yeah, just give me more Eugene, give me more princess and give princess more lollipops, please. Cause that was okay. an awesome moment. She was just thrilled over the lollipops. Lollipops ice cream, just, you know, keep it coming for her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> princess, Mom.
0: Yes, um, Tommy, uh, poor Tommy. I still don't know why the hell Lance took him away. Maybe he really needed a cake. I I don't know. Okay, Tommy's having that way with cake. Yeah, Tommy was having a uh, conversation um, with um, Yomiko, and he gets taken away. And you know, Lance says, "Oh yeah, no, I just need him for a little while more." I I'm not sure what's going on with that. Hopefully, that gets better explained. Obviously. Tommy has seen the previous seasons and he knows the shelf life of a doctor is not long on this show. Mm -hmm. So he begs Yomiko to keep his past life a secret, his past life being a doctor. Uh, I like seeing Yomiko take charge. I'm not sure how I feel about her scenes with Tommy, to be honest, that to me, there's like something missing there. Maybe a little common sense in their conversations, I mean, I get that he didn't like being a doctor. I understand that. But at one point, Tommy says to her, uh, Yeah, people like me don't get to meet Milton, referring to the fact that Yomako is a, a lawyer, uh, has a place of importance in the community. Well, usually so do doctors. So, you know, damn boy if you want to have a place of importance in this community, and if you were a doctor, you would have gotten to meet Milton. So Can't I just John don't know. I don't want it. I don't want it.
1: <sighs> but then don't the no That's all that Jon Snow said, the final yeah. season of the Game of Thrones. I don't want it. I yes, want it.
0: yes, yes. And that's, and that's what tommy's saying you know i i don't want to don't tell him don't tell him you know same line over and over again yeah um i think it's important yeah (laughs) It, it just it doesn't make sense to me i i really wish there was another reason he gave up for being a doctor like maybe he wasn't able to save someone and it scarred him for life or something or he just saw too much death after the fall but I don't know. This, you know, I just really like cake reasoning to me. It just doesn't make much sense. And it's a, is a bit of nonsense. I'm going to get on that. We'll get to you Yes. <laughs> I will get a little deep here. Um, the English teacher in me is going to start coming up, coming out, and I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about theme and dynamics here. The Sebastian and Eugene dynamic, as well as the Yokomo and Tommy contrast highlights an interesting theme I see developing in the Commonwealth sequences. And that has to do with class structure and knowing the right people and where it can get you. Yomiko touches upon it in her entrance interview, which I I really enjoyed it and I'm going to rewatch it, but she lays it all on the table, the bureaucracy of everything you know, how you need to, you know, have a role and, you know, you have, you need to feel important and, and you get put into a particular place. Uh, she's able to pull a few strings here and there to make sure Tommy is safe and to keep her friends on har- har- bleh, hard labor, can't speak today, <laughs> instead of getting exiled. Meanwhile, you've got someone like the governor's son, who shows that it doesn't matter if you save the right person as long as you don't insult him. Lance at one point is Eugene sitting in jail. He says, God, Eugene, you could have been a hero saving the governor's son, but you screwed it up because you insulted him and punched him in the nose.
1: Which isn't really true, though, because he was already screaming because they got blood on them. So he mm-hmm. wasn't about to give Eugene any props. He was using that situation to put the stormtroopers in their place. Mm-hmm. You should have been here to protect me and look what, look what this dude did and everything. So that wasn't the case. There was no way Eugene was coming out of that situation a hero,
0: even if he didn't. I, I, think, I think the focus, though, is more on Sebastian than it is on Eugene becoming the hero. Mm -hmm. it's more the fact that sebastian is of such importance that if you saved him you would have been the hero okay the fact that sebastian is able to pull the strings okay simply because of his relationship to pamela milton he's obviously in that upper class structure as well eugene is not eugene is connected to someone who is but even then i mean he's still doing hard labor Yokomo's going to pull the strings to help a little bit, but he's he's, you know, he's still in trouble. Uh, Tommy's comment about you know people like me to me further emphasizes the hierarchy of class in this system, as you pointed out earlier in this podcast. It's it's unfortunately it's a lot like the world today. Mm -hmm. Where there are class structures and everyone fits into a particular, you know, someone fits into a place on that structure. All structured by bureaucracy. And in this world, predetermined by their past lives. So it's sort of like when we talk about the cycle of poverty. Cycle of poverty is you can never get out of poverty. You're stuck there. Well, it's the same idea. What you were in your past life determines what you are in the Commonwealth. If you were a retail worker, you stay a real retail worker. If you were a lawyer, you get to be a lawyer again. It, it doesn't seem to me to be any moving up. And it's who you know and who you know is based on where you are in that class structure, and that's what I see developing here. Um, in addition, I also see there's a focus on, re- a focus on relationships here and how trust is vital. Negan has pushed this point home many times that he and Maggie need to be honest with each other and trust each other to survive this now. I know you disagree that Maggie doesn't need anyone, you know, and we certainly know Daryl can be fine on his own, but that's not the point. The point is that in a post apocalyptic world, the person you have next to you better have your back, or you're definitely going down, or you both may be going down. And that point is further emphasized with Eugene and Faux Stephanie's walker clearing skills. They're clearly a good team and they save a few people throughout this episode. I like Faux Stephanie. I know you're waiting for real, Stephanie. I don't see anything that isn't cute about Faux Stephanie. I actually like the chemistry uh, between her and Eugene, even though I don't understand why he hasn't figured out that she's not the real stephanie
1: okay she's a snake oh i because she's i guess she volunteered to do this or whatever she knows she's not eugene
0: stephanie she knows who real stephanie is and fuck her (laughs) that's it i i i think she's kind of cute and i think her and eugene get along really well you know let's let's see what her reasons are why they're doing this because actually I don't understand why they're doing this both Stephanie thing. It, that doesn't make sense to me. They're dragging
1: it's- it out too long. I hate her. I love real <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I've <had it> <laughs> I don't think she's cute because not- here's the thing. She's not She's not genuine. She's trying to, to be the Stephanie that Eugene heard over the radio. So we don't know what her deal is. She could no. Torture kittens. I don't know. She. I don't like her. Well, I mean, we I will know. say, we don't know, we don't know
0: why she's doing this. She's a phony. <laughs> Once again, Tay has very strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: do. I, I don't like that. You know, and, uh, it would be be like, poor little Eugene being on Tinder and swiping. I don't know whether it's waving right or left. I've never been on Tinder, (laughs) but you know, matching with someone and then you know someone different show up because that's what people do. Like, yeah, he's had an online date. That's what's happened. (laughs) He he was promised one thing and delivered something
0: else. (laughs) Well, let's see how it plays out. But I, I, I don't like it. I, I I like her. You know, she may turn out to be a complete asshole, but right now i i think she's kind of cute i like her but anyway she's
1: been on for too long and she's a phony and i don't like it because i love eugene and it it's just it's not right and you know that real little stephanie wants to
0: meet him because she's trying to
1: she's trying to out. find like,
0: information yeah we do yeah, see like of of her. And, yeah. and she yeah. happens it looks like she happens to be the secretary of Pamela milton mm-hmm. the governor so yeah yeah, she's, she's someone, the cutest. yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the relationships. All right, all right. So, um, so you gotta have someone by your side that can at least fight. Um, even Leia's loyalty to Pope, although ill placed, supports the theme. Um, although you're gonna get into the spoilers, and you know we'll we'll see what comes of that. <laughs> um, And the title, Broken uh, Promises Broken, although seemingly referring to whether or not Maggie can keep her promise not to kill Negan if they survive this, actually to me is more about broken trust that can jeopardize survival um, in all of these scenes. That's that's what I got out of it. So I found all of that to be very interesting. Um, Speaking of Leia, (laughs) now for the negative again. Daryl and Leia are the world's worst couple. I mean, talk about broken promises. Both of them off the show already. I can see him trying to reach her, but she... And she obviously showed a little bit of humanity by sparing the father and the son and being unable to kill the dying mother. But... (laughs) It's gonna take a hell of a lot more shows of humanity to make me think she's worthy of Daryl's body again. In fact, the biggest thing I hold against her is they've been in the woods alone and she hasn't worn his clothes off yet.
1: All What's she's, your deal?
0: I know, really, please. <laughs> I wouldn't have needed the woods. <laughs> yeah. All she's been doing is whining about Pope and finding his enemies. And can I repeat? Why the hell are they so bent on finding and killing Maggie's group? They already took Maggie's land, took the food, killed most everyone. Let it go. Talk about holding a grudge. Yeah. So, yeah. Thumbs up for Negan's brutal honesty and Eugene's chivalry. Thumbs down Leia's blind loyalty to the wrong man. Taya, feel free to disagree and gush. I'm going to do <laughs> both of those things.
1: And as Roy Kent would say, fuck, <laughs> I do not like this whole Negan Maggie thing, except for the talk they had in this episode. That needed to be said since Gimple screwed the pooch and turned Negan's villainy on its head. I cannot stress enough what a terrible decision that was for Gimple to do. Mm-hmm. And Negan was exactly right in everything he said. hmm what? Ha- why has it not occurred to anyone other than Negan that although what Rick did was about survival, so was what Negan did about mm-hmm. survival? Team Rick most certainly killed men with, like we said, with friends, families, babies, and didn't really give it a second thought. It was only briefly mentioned, actually, mm-hmm. how they were hoping not to hurt the workers at the
0: sanctuary. Right. Because they were just people that were just stuck in the situation.
1: Yeah, and and really just propping up Negan and his um, upper lieutenants and things. And they did talk about that briefly, but Rick was like, was kind of like, well, you know, we, we got to do what we got to do. So he really wasn't caring if they hurt the workers either. Mm-hmm. Um, I also agree that Negan should have killed them all. He was right. Yeah. That's what Team Rick intended When they hit the outpost, right? Mm -hmm. They thought it was was Negan's headquarters and that they were killing everyone, including Negan. And in addition to that, fucking Maggie killed um, Shell and then proceeded to burn two men alive with Carol. Yeah. So that's okay. But Negan killing two people in retaliation for the death of dozens, dozens of his people and destroying his pot plants. Well, you know okay so check yourself re yeah. it is not like a it's not even to me it's not even even yeah with what, and even though he also later on killed spencer and olivia if you're if you're matching it by the numbers i feel like teamwork took out many yeah. more of his people so negan's right he should have killed them all right he and was, you know it, uh, it saves his people and it, that whole situation wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't.
0: And it have, was it was war at that point too. Yeah. You know, you you awful as it sounds, you kill people during war. Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: especially they kind of drew first There's, blood. Yeah. Even when yeah. little little Timmy and the Dick Brigade met Daryl and Abraham and Sasha on the road, he mm-hmm. was only going to kill one of them. All right because that was their thing to show
0: show dominance
1: yeah to show their dominance or whatever and daryl blew them all up yeah and timmy was uh shell's boyfriend and she had you know told maggie that she had lost their baby and all mm-hmm. so maggie knows that these people had had families too and had relationships and stuff so i don't i don't even get how she thinks that somehow her and glenn's relationship and baby was more important than anybody else's yeah yeah it's unfortunate it's very hypocritical it's hypocritical yeah it's terrible that anybody has to die in situations like that and that people fight like this and that there's zombie apocalypse going on and that this food is scarce and Everything is scarce. Clothes are scarce. Probably nobody even wears underwear anymore, you know, but it doesn't make her right because she sees them as the good guys. Right. Because Negan sees himself. He was protecting his people. Yeah. And even though he was doing it, you know, kind of a fucked up way of taking other communities, half of their stuff instead of growing a garden, just like he said he wasn't going to do, I'm not going to grow a garden and but he he was he did build something and for rick to come along and just stab his people they were sleeping that too yeah. they were sleeping yeah i think that's terrible
0: yeah and least um Negan, Glenn's first human kill was at that outpost
1: yeah and i think it was Negan Aaron's too do, wasn't it
0: um, is, is there an indication it was Aaron's first human kill i think i thought yeah, i remembered um, something about that
1: no, absolutely not, because when he was talking to Daryl, I think, in the woods before, he had, because that, okay. him, him and Eric were always out, you know, that's right. No, you, I and remember, yeah, and stuff like that, so yeah, he had, he had insinuated that he had to kill people before, yep. that attacked him or whatever, um, definitely Glenn's Lynn, first kill, though, and it's killing a bunch of sleeping people, that's, that's awful, mm-hmm. awful. And they planned that. That's that's what they did. And those people did nothing to them.
0: No. So, no, they, they did it basically to reach a deal with Otop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they thought that they were killing them all. And it was um that was cold-blooded murder. hmm Just and no no better or worse really than what Negan did. And yeah. I, I Negan's justified. That's why they should have stuck to the comic where Negan just kinda popped up and killed glenn and established himself as a villain and then rick was justified going after after him and uh all out war and all that shit that happened but i I don't i will never agree with gimple's decision to do that But anyway enough on them hate maggie and me together all this time that's i in no world would she like just not kill him i don't think she needs him to Mm-hmm. To get through, I mean, since there's conveniently woods next to the metro station, suddenly <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I really don't think that she needs them. And now she's with Elijah and Gabe, she needs them even less. But anyway, I think it's a problem that Yumiko has not helped her friends already. She's just shopping at Ulta in the soup barn, spending time with her brother and eating cake. That's what she's doing. She's not only a lawyer, but she's their lawyer. And I think her demand to see Pamela are a tad slow. She needs to get all the way off of Tommy's back too. I'm going to disagree with you here as well, big time. I know a lot of people who are pushed into a career by a parent and they're miserable. Just because he's a doctor doesn't mean he should be a doctor or he has to be a doctor if he doesn't like it. Even in the zombie apocalypse, I think, wait, I mean, no, especially in the zombie apocalypse, (laughs) if you can find some happiness, get it. They surely have other doctors there. And it's not like he's letting someone die at his feet and doing nothing. Do what you love, love what you do. And Yumiko is wrong to keep pushing it. Let that man bake. Let them eat cake. (laughs) Also, she does not know enough about the Commonwealth to make these assertions. Maybe if you're a doctor and you can't save one, someone they shoot you in the head. Maybe they have doctors experimenting on walkers and not helping anyone but the higher class residents. Based on what he has said and what we have seen with the whole Eugene Sebastian thing, that's certainly a possible scenario. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know, even though he said, in their first like cake eating adventure (laughs) that the place is even better than it seems. Obviously from the other things he's saying, there's a but attached to that. Yeah. And, you know, we also saw the class stuff in the comic and how Rick was against it because, and he told Pamela, Uh, everyone should be equal and contribute and, you know, do their shit. Yeah. you know it's not okay for somebody to think that they're too good to clean up walker guts you know, or something like that mm-hmm. and rick was you know obviously people were starting to back him and believe in him as being someone who should be the leader instead of pamela and that ultimately is what cost him his life mm-hmm. which it you know, makes me sad but he was right and that's kind of what happened after that she was taken down Sebastian was was jailed and all which <laughs> leads me right to that little shit stain Sebastian I hate him already but again the casting is so good yeah. really is um he's like the Monroe boys and all the gauges wrapped up in one
0: mm-hmm. I, I, He's I, uh, awesome <laughs> yeah. it just it, I love that scene with him and Eugene just yes. loved it
1: I thought this in the comic and in the show, if Pamela is this amazing leader, why would she allow her son to behave this way? Mm-hmm. What a piss poor mother and horrible example to her citizens. Yeah. And ironically, Maggie and baby Herschel take that same path in the comic. Yeah. I don't, why yeah. can't a woman be a good politician and a good mom in the Z.A.? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting it. <laughs> I would, as far as Pamela, seeing the way that her son is and the abhorrent way that he treats people and how special thinks he is, I would not follow her across the street if she had a million dollars in Norman Reedus taped to her ass.
0: No, I don't know. I might do a more Norman Reedus, though. I, mean, I can't lie. She,
1: she's, she's a horrible. I would just maybe yank him off her ass. And yeah, I mean, whatever. you got to do something. Yeah. You can't just leave him there. Yeah. And Mercer and or any one of his men should have let that little dick hole accidentally on purpose get eaten a long time ago. I did clap when Eugene punched him. Eugene is is on fire. Give him all the lollipops. Well, give Princess some too. I wish Princess had been. (laughs) She deserves some lollipops, yes. Yes. And I wish she had been there at that moment because I think it would have been super fun. It would have been
0: hysterical. Oh my God.
1: And enough of the clearing walkers, too. Princess wants to work at the mall. Just let her work at the mall. That would be so cute. I would love to
0: see her. She was pretty happy about that.
1: (laughs) I would love to walk into like Bath and Body Works or Ulta and see see her. Oh, my God, hi! (laughs) It would be the greatest moment of my life. And as far as the Reaper shit goes, at this point, I'm just going to keep pretending that Daryl and... Leah stuff isn't happening yeah she let the boy and his father go and couldn't kill the mom so what she's still an asshole who is seemingly willing to follow a cult leader for reasons (laughs) loyalty is one thing but why is she showing loyalty to someone who has none he keeps killing their people or sending them to their death and claiming it was God's will fuck that he has no loyalty to the so-called family at all just like all cult leaders he's serving himself they are solely to protect him it's not the other way around and yeah, the it, fact that she does not see that is infuriating
0: yeah oh she made she made a comment in this um episode that uh, he's like a father to her i You know what? I don't see it. I don't see the dynamic. I don't see any sort of relationship or chemistry between the two of them to show this mutual respect or this father-daughter-like relationship. I don't see it. I see him just as a big bully. And her her. saying, yeah, okay, and just obeying him. I I don't see it.
1: Exactly. And you know how um, Michonne had said back in the prison about the governor that he's like a real Jim Jones type yeah uh, and that that was a perfect description and that's how, how cult leaders are they have that I guess
0: charismatic pro, um, quality
1: I was going to say that but he, the governor yes charismatic
0: Who, yeah. no he's like no a, he doesn't I don't understand. I don't understand why. I don't I I don't get why people are following him. I'm not getting that charismatic vibe. I'm getting a bullying vibe. I'm not even getting the religious element other than that moment that, that we first met him. I'm not even getting the religious element of it. So I I don't know where this whole idea that it's a cult came in or why it's there, if they were were just paramilitary, and he's just ordering them around. And once again, looking at class structure, he is their general, they are the soldiers, therefore they must follow him. And they're still in that mindset. I could even buy that more, but I don't buy this idea that it's some sort of cult. And they believe in him for religious reasons and you know the, the trial by fire, I, I, that's all bullshit. I, to say the truth, it's a waste and I don't know why they had to bring it in because we've already had cult-like leaders in the apocalypse. We don't need another one. Just keep it paramilitary. I would have bought that just a teeny tiny bit more than what they're doing.
1: And, and on the, okay, Alpha is a cult leader yeah that's what i mean yeah and i don't know why that they're having this kind of thing back to back and how that alpha and the whispers were so successful at it and this is a complete failure i just i'm not i'm not buying it Yeah,
0: no and i who's
1: had any kind of uh not even firsthand experience but just reading about like different cults like the um who's that guy's name
0: applewhite
1: marshall applewhite
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah he even was even, a, even a
0: charles manson yeah he's the
1: one mm-hmm. that uh uh applewhite i think he's the one that they all killed themselves and they had like brand new shoes and some coins at their feet or something mm-hmm. like that even mm-hmm. he and that was a bizarre looking little man but you mm-hmm. could tell you could really see like how the people would Follow that, like that. He was so convincing, and what that he was saying about what would happen, like once that they died, and like I said, they needed these little coins or whatever to get in heaven, and all of them had these coins at their, I think, at their feet with their brand new little shoes. Yeah. So you could see how that some people that are missing something in their life would connect to that and hold on to it, and. You know, be party to it. Just and like you said, Charles Manson, excellent example. I don't know if you saw, I gotta say this. I don't know if you saw Mindhunter Hunter.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Loved that, that show.
1: I am te- that the guy who played Charles Manson, who also uh, so wonderfully played Dewey in shit. What is that show? Right. I... I'm tired. <laughs> Timmy, oh, um, uh, justified. Ah, Ben's going. Oh, okay, in. yeah, love that show. And justified, he he so just brilliantly played Dewey. And mm-hmm. when I found out that he's the one that played Charles Manson in Mindhunter, my mind was blown. He's a fucking chameleon. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching those scenes, he was playing Charles Manson, and so much like him, he had his mannerisms so great. Even the way that he came in and sat on the back of the chair. To make himself taller, yeah, because Charles Manson was a tiny little guy. I think he was only like five foot, maybe, a tiny little guy. Yeah. So he, but he elevated himself so he was the tallest person in the room, right? By sitting on the chair, and as as he was talking to the FBI guys and the things he was saying, well, you know, how how would I do that? How would I? I wasn't even there when. He was so convincing, and yeah. I know the Charles Manson, what he did. I know that he was guilty. I started thinking, you know what? God, maybe, maybe he didn't, you know, do those things. He's certainly convincing, and then he had written in the book um, that he gave the one of the FBI guys, and it, sa- it said something like, um, "While you're." while you're dreaming at night or while you're sleeping um i'm making the world burn or something like that yeah. <laughs> and that's when the shoe dropped and i was like i cannot even believe that this guy had me thinking charles but you can see how that yeah. cult leaders can can do that
0: and yeah. they're charismatic yes they work even, on the the needs of the person yeah. in front of them okay yes, and it's, it's different for each person
1: Absolutely. And even though that Charles Manson was a weird looking little guy, was not mm-hmm. attractive, not particularly um, I mean saying charismatic, that's I I feel like a different thing for different people yeah. that
0: he is was good to at me really true. Yeah. To me, charismatic is someone who's magnetic. You know, it has nothing to do with looks. It has to do with drawing people in. It's not something you can teach someone. It's not something they can learn. It's something that's natural. Okay. And Charles Manson, as you know, goofy looking as he was, was charismatic. Yeah, okay. He looks like a it, troll doll. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about cult leaders is they're usually good speakers. which he is he was a great bullshitter he was yeah
1: and I can after watching that and I've seen interviews and stuff with him and that's why I mean this guy just completely nailed it being he looked exactly like him his manners and everything it was amazing but and as he was talking I can't believe that knowing what I know about Charles Manson I was starting to doubt his guilt just because (laughs) of the way this guy so it it was absolutely mind-blowing and -hmm. then when he wrote that inscription in that book I was like fuck I can't Mm -hmm. believe that Mm -hmm. just everything I know about Charles Manson I was ready to walk away from just because he the the, just his mannerisms the way Mm -hmm. that he spoke the convincing way that he was yeah and you know that he was like that in person and that and that's how cult leaders do it The, the Jim Jones and um, and of Martin course
0: Lama there's a White and, and there's the a Waco guy. Yep. Oh, I was thinking of that. Yeah. Um, oh my God. What was his name? The Waco guy, David something, right? Koresh. Koresh. That's it. Yeah. Oh my God. Did you see the, um, I think it was Netflix series, um, Waco. Oh my God. That was incredible too.
1: I didn't see that. There was some movie on back then. I believe that um, Tim Daly- played David Koresh and just see I didn't I didn't watch it because it wasn't that interesting I, I had seen so much about it in the news and all and mm-hmm. I just didn't have any me watch this but just the commercials where he's telling these women and um, young girls there you are my children and you yeah. are my children and you could see in their faces that they they wanted to believe they wanted
0: to yeah. believe and so they did yeah and but it's it was, and of it was, course there's a brainwashing that that takes place yeah. as well too you know it it's um but i don't see pope as having yeah, any of those that. qualities yeah. yeah
1: pope is not he's just very gruff and very killy he's always i after he killed after the guy in the fire thing mm-hmm. i i would have ran away yeah if i had to sneak out over the gate at night or He's obviously just a nut.
0: Yeah, and I, he's yeah. Not I
1: charismatic, and he's not. He does not. Like nothing against desire. the actor. No, 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 no. I love him. In everything.
0: Yeah. yeah, nothing against the actor because I'm he's sure so he could. Things. He could play him as charismatic, but this guy wasn't written that way. He wasn't written no. to be charismatic. He wasn't written to be a good speaker. He wasn't even. He even wasn't written to fill a need that they had. Leigh is telling us that she, you know, looks at him as a father. So you have to assume that something in her background needed a father figure. But even that's not fleshed out. So he's not filling a need. All he is is a military leader, which is why I'm saying if they went with the paramilitary, these are, you know, soldiers who knew nothing else but being soldiers and they're loyal to him because he's their commander. I would have bought that. A little more than this cult he's family shit it just it's not playing for me yeah you know he's got none of the qualities of a cult leader i can see but all of the qualities uh, of a bully
1: yes very much Mm -hmm. all right well let's rate this happy horse shit and then we can get to actual (laughs) spoilers and not werewolf testicles
0: (laughs) i promise (laughs) yeah Uh, okay. So I'll start with world beyond. Um, not not even worthy of a raving. (laughs) Was it even an episode? I, I don't know. A one seems almost too generous, but I'll give it a one. And that's only because of Felix and Will. I was really very moved by their reunion together and will, um, comforting Felix as he just kind of breaks down, but. Uh, So that's World Beyond Um, for the the original series, The Walking Dead. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it as much as I thought I would. But I'm going to go with an eight. Um, I'm very intrigued by the developing theme building of the social structures and the character interactions. Really liking a lot of the character interactions, Negan and Maggie uh eugene and just about anyone he's around (laughs) um and you know princess and just give her a lollipop okay taya what say you all
1: right world beyond meh i love shirtless felix i'll give it (laughs) i'll give it a five for that but we could have more of that with an actual point to the episode that would be great (laughs) That would be greater than hope's eyebrows <laughs> she does have i like a good, eyebrow. She's got a good eyebrow um walking dead i'll go with a seven and a half the whole fake stephanie thing is going on way too long it's ridiculous that eugene has not seen through her yet he spent so much time on the radio with her sang with her you know shared to, it's just i can't i you e- eugene would not be fooled by this i think this is he's smarter i do agree
0: he's smarter than that
1: yeah i just don't understand why it was even necessary they couldn't have real stephanie talk to him and i'm over leah and bow down to negan and his truth bombs because absolutely that's great so yeah seven and a half but that's that's all they're getting they're gonna have to work harder and they're gonna have to give me real stephanie i've had enough
0: (laughs) okay so well Tay has got some really big spoilers for the last mid-season finale of the series and i've got some feelings about this although you're going to start with world beyond is that right yeah okay so um, start
1: with world beyond go for it okay silas has been taken to the decontamination facility whatever the fuck that is by a guy named dennis Um, The facility is one of many throughout the state uh, that lure walkers into the stadiums with music and lights and they blow their asses up and kill any stragglers and so they do have like some pretty badass weapons. Um, They look a lot like the gardening tools you use to pull dandelions up with. We find out that Dennis and Huck have a history which is likely how Silas ended up with Dennis so I guess that you know and you you see that with huck that she is trying to prove herself to her mother but also she feels bad for being such a piece of shit and scamming felix and the rest of them all this time Mm -hmm. so lila leo's girlfriend and i hope by now his ex-girlfriend because (laughs) that that shady bitch (laughs) she's the one that like gave him up in the first place that he was like unhappy with uh the data and all that they were collecting but anyway, but Lila is the one who gives Hope a tour of the research lab. She explains it's used house experiments and dark matter and neutrino physics, blah, blah, blah. Prior to that, <laughs> it was a diamond mine. The mine shafts were ideal for the experiments that required shielding from the sun's radiation. In the lab, they're researching what makes people turn. Is it fungal? Is it bacterial? Is it viral? And figuring out what animates the dead slows their decomposition rates and feeds their appetites if they could turn off the triggers and they can eliminate the deads which is what they're hoping for
0: mm-hmm. makes um, sense
1: yeah so it, it it while it does the way they're going about it all oh, fucked up um, yeah. <laughs> hope, hope watches an infomercial of her dad uh, showcasing <laughs> the lab's work on bio reporters um they have plugged into the brain stems of the walkers to track their behaviors and help them predict their actions. They're also infecting walkers with lab modified fungi to accelerate their decomposition. Um, Iris, Will, and Felix, so the soldier Iris killed and a walker dresses Will down a ravine. So the CRM will find it and not sus- not suspect them in the perimeter. and. Um, iris is i don't know what's going on with this girl but she declares war against crm okay good luck with that girl yeah obviously she's gotten a taste of blood and (laughs) she's just gonna gonna be all little lizzie now or something i don't know but (laughs) so
0: that's what's going on with world beyond i uh, i'm i'm holding my my judgment until i see the episode that that's all i'll say
1: i'm I'm hoping that it. see that's the thing with season one it took so long to get
0: to get uh, it roughed uh, up
1: yeah and really I think there was only maybe one and a half good episodes before and the season finale was pretty good so I was hopeful that it would just pick up where it left off and you know see and then in this episode no you know, boy boy and Jimmy Montrose they are they still on the hill I that's killing me I, yeah. I want to know where they are i don't know where they are and i was hoping to see them yeah that's that's what it is so now the walking dead og back to reaper madness the reapers see the walkers approaching and they're of course in the herding formation and pope asked daryl if he's ever seen this before and daryl says he has but he doesn't know how it happens. He does know how it happens, of course, because the Whisperers did it. And right. he knows that's his tip off that Maggie is doing this. Mm-hmm. So he volunteers to lead them away, um, but Pope sends Wells to do it instead. And Maggie and Negan kill him whisper style. They come up <laughs> on him with a mask on and start stabbing him. And then the walkers eat him or whatever. Um, there is a storm, a terrible, terrible storm at the safe zone and the kids are scared and the adults are barricading the windows and the doors because of you know, the, the wind and the rain and tree branches falling and all that shit. And Judith and RJ agree that they wish their mom was there. Oh, that's so sad. Um, but Judith is brave and, and tells her brother and Gracie that storms are followed by clear skies. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to the back to the reapers again and where there it, is
0: no storm for some reason
1: yes I was I was <laughs> going to say that for some yeah. reason there it's not not even a drop of rain <laughs> how far away could, are they in in another state are they <laughs> you know across the country that's we you know we know they're right by there and they have no storm at all Yep, yeah. and it's hella storming at the safe zone I mean really bad so um the reapers in their stormless existence they are trying to radio wells but he's already a walker buffet and pope says he knows that wells is is dead and that she he always calls maggie like she or her um killed them and
0: leah and pope do you think he even knows her name um i'm not i I don't i I don't know i don't know if he's ever
1: i'm not sure and i think that even if he did he wouldn't say it because he's disrespecting her yeah i think that's why he doesn't like dignify her with saying her name even if he knew it Uh, and liam pope have a disagreement because um she's upset that pope sent wells out there uh if he suspected that she was out there too because he was sending wells to his death to his death yeah yeah so back in the safe zone a large piece of the wall blows past the house and the windmill is also on fire because (laughs) part (laughs) of the wall coming down wasn't wasn't a big enough challenge so Aaron and carol are talking with the others and forming a plan and they decide to split into groups and connie insists she's going with carol and carol seems moved by Connie and I hold any grudge for Carol nearly killing her. <laughs> Carol signs thank you, and Kelly said she's going to go with Carol, and and Connie, and it's not up for discussion. So that that's their plan. And Magna decides she's going with Aaron. Um, Virgil wanted to go, but he's decides to stay in the house with Rosita. He's badly hurt from the House of a Thousand ferals episode. <laughs> And Judith tells Carol she wants to go, but Carol says that she needs Judith to stay there with the kids and, um, you know, help them be strong. And Aaron and Gracie had their little father-daughter moment. They are cute, even though he poached her. Oh, Rick poached her. Um, Pope asked Daryl what he can tell him about her, and Daryl tells him some bullshit. And they notice the walkers are back, they go to the wall and watch them, and then suddenly the walkers start to blow up. (laughs) They start to explode (laughs) because there's a minefield. Where I don't
0: in Virginia.
1: (laughs) Well, this is the second one because remember Princess Alma. No. Well, no, she was in No, that was further away at that point. That was was further like Pennsylvania, she's supposed to be in. So um, but anyway. I don't think there's any minefields at least I hope not. I'm going to Pennsylvania tomorrow so I'm hoping there's no minefields there. Um but yeah, it seems to be a lot of them in Virginia too. Not as many minefields as Cabin, but still. And Daryl Daryl looks worried because he knows that Maggie's out Maggie's there. Maggie's out there, yeah. So Uh, Lydia and Rosita are going to start getting the furniture to put in front of the windows, Uh, Gracie and Judith have a great little talk about being afraid and how to use their fear to make them stronger, then Virgil Virgil and Judith have a little talk and he tells her that he can see Michonne in her even the way that she holds her sword.
0: Oh, that's sweet. And I, I love the kid moments. Yeah. Yeah. um suddenly
1: a walker grabs gracie through the window but judith and virgil save her and the others start trying to board up the windows and rosita says to radio carol walkers are still being blown up <laughs> at the, at the <laughs> reaper place because they're walking in, on the landmines and maggie and gabe get up to the wall where the reapers are daryl walks around the perimeter to meet up with him he's he saw him coming like with binoculars that he has so he kills the reaper that's walking the perimeter and throws him over the wall and tells Maggie and Gabe where to go, like to get in there. And he okay. busts a lock on the supply bunker, so they will they'll be able to get the supplies. Um, okay. Elijah gets hit with some uh, shrapnel in the leg, but Negan is helping carry, you know, helping him carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, Pope tells Leah that um, to get their secret weapon, and Daryl asks what it is, <laughs> and she says that's how they're going to end it but she doesn't like really tell them what it is so maggie and gabe have gotten in and they're discussing their their strategy walkers are trying to get into the house back at the safe zone and everyone's trying to hold the door closed rosita goes outside and kills the walkers like a fucking badass she <laughs> just shuts the door behind her and slays and judith is watching for the windows back at reaperville gabe is looking for the supplies and getting shit done Daryl's watching the walkers outside the wall, Leia unveils this huge like arrow machine thing. It looks like something from Lord of the Rings. It has a lot, a lot, a lot. I can't even stress this enough because I saw a clip of it. Arrows and it, w- and it looks like with fireworks. It, To me, this is definitely something Wile e. Coyote would own he'd it from acme he'd set it up to get the Roadrunner, and it would when, be when you first actuate.
0: described it to me it sounded to me like it was the the dragon killer in um game of thrones
1: um yeah kind of except this is it's a lot of arrows i can't yeah. stress <laughs> that enough <laughs>
0: okay so, <laughs> like, hey, and come. fireworks <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so I, I i don't even know how they would have built this thing <laughs> where they got I, I don't know i was I, i'm hoping that they maybe say more about it but it, it's something anyway but it'll fight it's supposed to fire them i think all at once or one one right after another in, in quick succession i don't know but daryl and leah have a talk and in the middle of their heart-to-heart pope says that it's time and he's on his way so time to start this like arrow thing. So Daryl decides to thing. tell. <laughs> to her, well, you have to like like you know while you coyote, everything has the fuse. So you right. Have to lay the <laughs> you gotta light.
0: The
1: yeah. So Daryl tells um, Leia the Leah, ugh, Leah the truth that Leah Leah the truth that Maggie's out there and he's trying to help her, and he pleads with her to stop Pope. He tells her that's his family and he knows she knows how important family is she's upset and before they can finish their talk, Pope shows up. So Daryl at that moment doesn't know what's gonna happen if she's gonna rat him out or whatever. So Maggie is running and then gets in a truck. She starts up the truck and a nearby Reaper tries to stop her but she manages to drive away. She drives towards the fence and jumps out of the truck and rolls away just in time. And it goes through the front gate. So walkers are pouring in like crazy. And Maggie runs away, but she looks like she's holding her leg. So she probably is a little injured from jumping from a moving vehicle. Um, Pope says to aim into the courtyard and fire the arrow thing. And it has been lit at this time. And um, (laughs) Leah pleads with him not to do it because their people are also down there. And he says he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And her and Daryl look at each other. And Daryl goes to kill Pope and Pope Mm -hmm. turns around, and then she kills Pope. Wow. She sticks a huge knife right in his throat.
0: So So, she saves Daryl. Continue, go ahead. (laughs) She saves Daryl, go ahead.
1: Sort of, well, (laughs) no, not really. Daryl kills the other reaper who's up there with them, and who was working the arrow machine thing. So Daryl has to put out the little, the little fuse fire on the the arrow (laughs) thing. Which he does. So um Maggie is running and a reaper almost kills her, but um Father Gabriel shoots him. And Daryl and Leah tells Leah to come with him, but she radios the others that Pope is dead and that Daryl killed him
0: that's what i meant when i said continue <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, she, what kills, she she saves daryl at one point on one hand and then she frames him for murder in the other yeah throws and tools that she what says, the fuck daryl killed pope and
1: is with the enemy so daryl asks her what the fuck <laughs> and she says because she would do anything for her family too just like but he she was. just
0: killed who she said was her father
1: yeah and since she killed pope she just could have told the other guys pope try to kill me so i killed him and now we're free because he's a nut um so the others show up so daryl leaves and she tells them to shut the gate and then they'll kill everything inside the walls but daryl like gets away from her um the at the safe zone the door is about to give out again and there are too many walkers back on the porch so diane asks if they should radio carol and rosita says no which is kind of weird because rosita had said earlier to at call the carol, stone, I, don't yeah. know why, I don't know why nobody did um it's not looking good uh, judith and gracie are trapped in the basement which is flooding and um walkers are on the other side of the door Gracie, Gracie had been looking for a weapon and they got stuck down there because of the walkers and now they're trapped and I don't know why, I I don't know why that the basement is filling with water. Has it never rained? Is this the first rain ever in the safe zone? This is so odd to me that this this is all suddenly, yeah uh, you know, if the basements flooded like that before those are those are nice homes i feel like something would have been done about it and yeah. and it's not storming where the reapers are it's so weird anyway
0: oh, yeah. so- and what what where is carol going again i i mean i know she's oh, going carol, somewhere but carol is is she fixing- gonna put out the fire
1: no no, no. Fix- um i think magna and aaron are putting out the fire and carol is fixing the wall
0: okay all right
1: with with connie and kelly
0: yeah okay and
1: some other people i don't know they're but they're out there doing all
0: that okay so um, they're so they're they're doing repairs you got the kids stuck in the basement is rj with them no only gracie and Judith are in the basement
1: all the other kids went upstairs with um with diane and i can't remember her name the um the red-haired woman that's everybody's nanny now
0: yeah, I don't
1: remember. She's that. been she's
0: been
1: at the AZA. Yeah, A S Z since the beginning.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't remember her name. Yeah, I
1: can't remember um, her name, but she's yeah. upstairs with the kids, and Virgil is upstairs with the with the okay. little
0: kids too. Okay. Anyway, back yeah, to and, Mandy. Yeah, <laughs> back and to Dar- Daryl gets framed for murder, and yes. okay, we still so got Maggie. Maggie,
1: um, Leah tells her people to pull back, and then lights the arrow firework machine thing again, and it starts to fire. Like crazy, and it starts hitting walkers. And but you know, like Maggie and Gabriel and Elijah and Daryl and Negan are all out there. Mm-hmm. Fade to black. So it's a double cliffhanger. We have Judith, Judith and Gracie, uh, Judith and, and Gracie trapped in the basement that's flooding with walkers on the other side. There's literally nowhere for them to go, and they probably can't swim. Yeah. And. You know, water's coming in quickly there. And then... The and remember Aaron's thing.
0: dream, losing yeah. Gracie.
1: And then the whole Arrow thing. And that's where it ends. So double cliffhanger for us. Very frustrating, though. Very races, frustrating. So part B.
0: I I, I... I doubt they will explain it when we actually watch it. But I, I, I don't understand Leia. I do not understand her. It's very, very aggravating. Yeah, very they, angry. They know we hate the cliffhangers. I
1: don't know why they keep doing it, but I know. I, I'm not have, even so.
0: I'm not even as angry with the cliffhanger. I am. I'm really not. What I am angry with is the whole, the whole Reaper thing. It's just, and I love the way you describe it. You know, with the wildly coyote, because that's really what it sound. It it sounds very cartoonish, and then for her to kill the man that she said was her father and her family, you would think she's doing it because she's made the choice to be with Daryl and she's turned a new leaf and the whole bit. But then she sets him up for the murder. i It, it just makes no sense. This woman's bipolar.
1: This is <laughs> scenic, This is just a scenic route to killing her off. Yeah. Now and... I, why not just let her go the way of heath just disappear yeah it's disappear this is not what
0: we just disappear like we've said before this hundred different you know adventures that you know he and Leia can go on that eventually will lead to her death this was just i i don't understand it this this was not one of them <laughs>
1: And I don't like the way it's being dragged out. Just like I don't like the fake Stephanie thing being dragged out. But here we are. So,
0: so yeah.
1: So that's all the spoilers yeah. I have. And we, and we see nothing of I
0: Eugene have. and no. nothing nope. from. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's see how this is going to go. Yep.
1: Fingers <sighs> cross, so crossed. Be back next yep. Time.
0: Absolutely. We'll time
1: with our heavy criticisms, because. <laughs> i know well
0: we criticize it because we love the show yeah that's really what it is i mean i know it probably sounds like we're bashing it to hell but you know we have high high expectations for this show
1: i'm directing that directly at the reaper stuff the other stuff will probably you know play pretty good but enough of this and i i just can't not just with this show but any show that just brings a nonsensical plot to do something that they could have taken care of in an episode in you know one episode yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so that's that ryan murphy'll have to wait but i'm coming for you ryan murphy (laughs) (laughs) the next time i don't have spoilers you're mine
0: (laughs) okay so until next time bye ben bye everyone